Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Thursday afternoon. I'm super excited to be chatting with Sadia Osmani in for this week's Thursday Chinwag. Hello, Sadia, hello. good to see you. <laughs> Can I just say, happy anniversary Thank you to much. you and Mr. Osmani. Thank you very much. <laughs> and today's chat is really inspired yeah. uh, by that. I, I should actually tell our audience, I don't know why I'm telling the audience, but I, I'd like to share. It's Sadia is celebrating her 31st anniversary with her husband today. That's a remarkable number of years. What a major achievement. <laughs> How is it even 31 years? I don't know. I can't you're only, even. You're only 40. It was just yesterday. Yeah, I know. I was a child bride. I can't tell you. Like, I was forced into this marriage at the age of nine. No, actually, yeah. I know. I, you know, I was a good age when I got yes. married. 25 years old. Yes. Wow. No, that's, that's actually young. We were talking about yeah. this just before, um, before we started this. Uh, in this day and age, people get married later. Later. They have children later as well. But um, before it was sort of, you know, if you're in your late 20s. I just 20- said that at the age of 25 in my culture, like, you know, when I got married at 25, I was just almost on the shelf there. Absolutely. I was ready for the bin. Yes. Um, so it was getting pretty kind of tense there. My mum was thinking, if you don't get married soon, you know, that's it. You're not going to get much job. 25 is so young. <laughs> but it's changed now. As you said, it it's kind of shifted. The whole thing has shifted. You know, you can get married later. You can obviously be living with somebody for ages. But, you know, in our culture, there wasn't any circumstance of anyone sort of living. You know, I got thrown out the house if I said I was going to live with somebody. But uh, so it was very much kind of, we're going back Victorian times, times of pride and prejudice and, and you know, Jane Austen and stuff. That's how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some secrets to a happy marriage? Well, I was thinking about this and actually I did kind of get my husband and I said, sit down, just tell me about this. <laughs> so I did kind of ask him as well. But it's interesting because I mean, when you kind of read about sort of relationships and things like that, the general thing that seems to come through is people say that men want to feel needed and respected. Okay, and women want to feel loved and cherished, which I understand completely. <laughs> you know, that's that seems to be the kind of the key thing that in mm-hmm. relationships people are looking for. But when I was kind of looking through, I was thinking, right, should I put down three or four points that are important to me? Just looking back at the last thirty-one years or whatever, and I asked my husband as well. So some of the key things that we've kind of pulled out, and I think you know it probably is applicable to anybody. And I think especially in this day and age at the moment, um, you know, whether you were in lockdown or whether you are still in lockdown, whichever country you're in, you know, the the actual pressures on you as a couple living together with your children and all sorts of other pressures, you know, this is a real test. Uh, if I'm sure lots of people are going to come out of this hating each other's guts and thinking, I don't want to be with you. Divorce rates are Absolutely. higher. A lot more people are sort of seeking for divorce here in Hong Kong. Yeah, no, no, yes. no. It's, I think it's, it's yeah, global, global at the moment. Because suddenly if you put yourself into that position and you were just there 24-7 with that partner, uh, as much as you love them, yeah. you have to grit your teeth every so often. Because um, it but, can get too much. No, it, yeah. it's absolutely. And, and I think that's one of the kind of factors. Because when I was looking at some of the factors, um, first of all, I'd say that communication is absolutely essential because you know sometimes what some of us have traits where we don't we bottle up stuff and we don't talk about it things like that there may be other issues involved but to talk to one another is so important even if it's just 
where you're going through your... I think, you know, there isn't a day where it goes by where I don't kind of regurgitate all the stuff I've done in one day to my husband and say, oh, do you know, I did this and I did this and I did this. So it's just about talking. And if you don't like something, don't bottle it in. Just say so, you mm. know. So communication was absolutely essential. And I suppose, you know, before you actually, say, find the partner that you're looking for, it's good to have those th these things in mind, you know. Um, and things like kindness and generosity are so important. Mm. Just, you know, it's good to have to be generous, not only materially, but also just generally in terms of being a bit giving and allowing for that and talking to somebody. And I suppose the whole communication thing, the listening part comes I, into I that. was going to say that active listening, because it's it's very easy to, to just sit there, but not really absorbing it. And <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one ear and then yeah, out the other. I think my husband might have got into automatic <laughs> pilot with that because, you know, I do tend to talk. And so sometimes I think I'm talking walking away and I was saying, whoa, and that's it, did you hear me? And he goes, yeah, 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 I heard you. And so, you know, you but have to then, kind of adapt. That's a secret. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. You know, he kept you happy. Oh, and absolutely. <laughs> and he knows, he knows, like, uh, you know, women can sometimes have kind of mood swings depending upon what, where they are, what they're doing. So he kind of knows that there are certain times that it's probably best not to talk to me and just keep quiet and disagree. That's actually a really positive trait, knowing when to, you know, shut up. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and that works both ways for men and women. Absolutely. You know, sometimes uh, yeah. women also need to learn the same when the husband is yapping away, just, yeah. yes, honey. So, yes. so, so listening. Um, and then I suppose the one thing that COVID has brought in, the whole thing of social distancing and space. I think no matter what, whether you're married, whether you're just a partner or whatever, I think you, each, part, each person needs their own space. And they need to, like, we all have different interests. I, we, my, my husband and I sort of like chalk and cheese, seriously. We're so, so different. And our interests are totally different. But we have some common interests, which probably are children <laughs> and food and things like that. So it's a matter of, like, everyone having their interests and doing those things, not to become too needy yeah. on each other. That can cause problems. Um, and I think um, one of the more well, the important thing is to laugh. I think to have a sense of humour and to try and take things a bit more lightly. And also affirmation in terms of, you know, acknowledging things that your partner does and compliments. You know, OK, if you wake up looking like the back end of a bus or whatever, but it's, you know, if your husband or you, or you can say to your husband, oh, you look, you look gorgeous today or you look nice. It just is amazing the effect that that can have, you know. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, people just want other people to be nice to them. Mm. Sometimes, you know, when Andy comes home from a from a day's work, I'll get him a beer from the fridge. I'll be like, you've worked really hard today, Good housekeeping, you? put, the, put the, um, the slippers on the floor, light the fire, you sort know. Sort of. And I think he really appreciates yeah. it. You know, I just, something simple like, you've worked really hard today. You, you look like you've had a really long day. Have a beer. And it just, you know, lifts, because it's just somebody being being nice to you it's, yeah. it's equivalent of if and then he said, do that Here's ice suppose, cream for you <laughs> it's automatic that then they'll reciprocate and that they'll do that again for you at some point so it's like if it's almost like i think you know marriages are just it's all about investment it's yeah. about investing into a lot of things um you know uh, emotions and caring and all this and then that investment pays off. It's interesting because, you know, when I was reading about it, I was thinking like we are 
thank goodness we are very happy and everything. But they say on average that a marriage gets less happy with time. And what I read was it says a very happy marriage takes a seat next to pandas on the endangered species list. <laughs> it really doesn't really, it doesn't really help much. But, um, but you know, I think quite a few people, this used to be quite common where people kind of stuck to each other because of the children. And yes. then when the children started to fly the nest, they thought, right, this is our time now. We can go and do freedom. What we want. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it all depends. But generally, I would say that, you know, those are things. But when I asked um, my husband, and I don't know, you know, this might apply to other people as well. The things that he, the three things he said, he said a common person, uh, a, common person a common purpose and destination. Um, so you both have sort of goals in mind, whether it's like your career or your children, the things you do with your children and things. So you have you're, a building, you're building a future together yeah. and that common sort of goal at the yeah, end. Yeah. yeah, And you both want, as a couple, regardless of whether you stay together or not, the common purpose is that you do... You do want your children to be successful. You want them to be healthy and happy and things like that. And the other thing that, that he mentioned was um, joyful times together, to be able to enjoy the things that you do and to then you Have actually a good create those great memories, yeah. which are those are the memories that kind of keep you going. And you just think, no, because I've had this wonderful experience, I really wouldn't think of anything else. And at the end of the day, regardless of what people say, um, you know, money, you know, material well-being and stability. Not that It is about money. I mean, we all start off, we started off with very little and we just had to work, but we had to be understanding about it. But some sort of financial stability or some sort of thing like that, really, money can't buy you happiness, but it can go a long way mm. in terms of trying to make you happy. So to plan like that, to be able to have that stability is is really important because that does create a lot of stress in a relationship. Um, so as long as you're both aware of it, that you can both cope with it and understand that, look, these are tight times, we need to be careful, and there's not any kind of disagreements about that sort of stuff. So that's it. And I suppose, obviously, you know, the other things which you can throw in here is, like, you know, making a, 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 an effort with your parents. And, my, you know, my grandmother used to always say to me, this before I got married or anything, she said, listen... When your husband, before your husband comes and put some lipstick on, okay, just make sure, just just look nice for him because you know you should be the coolness of his eye for his for his eyes and and so I've never stopped putting lipstick on. <laughs> so, but it was a kind of sweet thing which she said, which I understand because I mean, you come back after a hard day's work or something. It's nice if you you come into someone smiling and someone looking like you might have had a crap day too. But yeah. still, sorry about that. But you know, it might it's just quite nice to be able to do that. And so, and obviously romance. That's really and important. Intimacy or whatever that you know you have to uh, after such a long time you have to somehow spice it up. Yeah, you have to kind of you have to try and you have to make an effort. It doesn't spontaneity goes out the window. Believe me, but um, but I think you have to always try and you know uh, be mentally sort of kind of zoned in on that sort of yeah. thing. I mean, we've talked a lot about the positives, but, you know, in, in 31 years, there must be ups and downs. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> Don't worry, I won't, I won't, I won't have you reveal now that. that is a separate programme in itself. <laughs> but I just sometimes wonder, um, you know, are people sort of more easy to throw in the towel these days yeah. in relationship? Yeah. Whereas before, the mindset is, no, we'll have no. to work through Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because as I said, if I was married during Jane Austen times and my whole thing was around that, then there was, uh, there still is certainly within the culture and stuff. And I, and I think within Chinese culture too, there is a certain taboo when it comes to, you know, you not being able to keep a marriage and thinking of divorce and, and things like that. Um, the one thing it does say is never bring the D word up. Yes. When I asked my husband, he said, what's, what's the D word? And yeah. I thought, good, that's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, so, but I think that now people, and I certainly do think that in the younger generation, there is certainly less tolerance that they are maybe willing to kind of give up um, quite quickly and think, oh, sod it, you know, I'm not going to try with this. I'm just going to start fresh again. But then, you know, There's what you have to There's independence yeah, financially yeah, yeah. as well. Whereas in my grandmother's days, you know, she, you know, as much as she didn't, you know, want to tolerate my granddad, they had to be together for the children. Yeah. And there was that stigma. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there are couples, I know for a fact, I see couples, seriously, they hate their gut. They hate <laughs> each other's guts. They really do. They cannot. But they, but in that's, I'm thinking of in our culture that, you know, where, say, people have a kind of arranged marriages and stuff, where they've ended up being together because they were compatible in some things, but they were not actually compatible, but they have stuck the, the time and they have done it for the children. Neither of them is particularly happy, but it's just circumstances. But these days, I think there's less taboo on these subjects and people are quite happy to think, okay, let's do this amicably. Let's not stay together. Let's try and be understanding about this. So it all depends. But I think it's really important to at least try yeah. because I think you have to think back at when you met that person, what is it that you liked about them? What made you look at them and think, yeah, I want to marry them or I want to get to know this person? Try and take your back to yourself back to the time where you thought, yeah, he's all right. I like him. Although yeah. I never really thought that. <laughs> but that's another story. <laughs> but unfortunately, sometimes people change and that's sort of the, you know... But we all do. We all yeah. change with experiences. We all change with, um, you know, things that happen in our lives and stuff. Uh, and nobody stays. I mean, if you think back, if I think back at 31 years or, or whatever, like, God, I was a totally different person. You know, so that, but that's just evolution, isn't it? That's just us adapting. Yeah. What about in terms of argument and, and fighting? You know, you know I've, I've often heard people say, you know, it's not, it's not what you fight about, it's how you fight. You know, there are certain things that you don't do, like don't bring up the D word. <laughs> Divorce, yeah. by the way, that's in case. I think it, you kind of learn. No you, name calling, yeah, for people, example. People learn uh, over time that, you know, there's a certain, like, if you're going to have an argument, like, sometimes you might just get really silent and you just think, I don't want to talk about things. Men kind of maybe not as emotional to be able to they they just think no i'm going to go in my cave i'm going to stay there just leave me alone i don't want to talk about it but i think it's just understanding that remembering that you know things that are said in anger and things that are said at the spur of the moment can be so damaging that you have yeah. to just try and maybe silence is probably the best thing that just go if you really feel that you're going to do some damage walk out that room just walk out, get yourself some space. Because, you know, nobody has any time where they don't argue. They will always be something or other. But it's just a matter of 
understanding yourself more than anything else to mm. try and do that. And that's, I suppose, you know, you try and instill that in your children and you try and say that to them now that, look, when you have a long-term relationship, these are the sorts of things you're going to experience and you've got to just be careful because you've learned from that, you know. So there you go. Wisdom speaking as we talk. <laughs> Absolutely, Sadia. Well, thank you so much uh, indeed for your sharing. Happy anniversary thank you very to much. you and Mr. Osmani today. Thank I'll you very much. I'll come back when it's 60 then, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, more happy uh, tips to share. Thank you okay. so much for your time today.